Today's episode is brought to you by our gaming podcast, Achievement Oriented. Each week, Ben Lindbergh and Jason Concepcion explore the virtual world, interviewing industry experts and reviewing the latest video game releases. Make sure to subscribe to Achievement Oriented on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, to the Masked Man Show, WrestleMania Self-Delusion Spectacular, <laughs> I'm here again with Nick Mundy and Dave Schilling to talk about The Undertaker versus Roman Reigns. Um, listen guys, this was not The Undertaker match that we were promised on the dirt sheets, <laughs> but it is, the, it is The Undertaker match that we deserve. Um, <laughs> Okay, Roman, don't, don't talk shit about humanity that much. Okay? All, right, all right, all right, all right. Listen, Roman Reigns ha- has uh, ha- deserves better than he's getting, right? I mean, he's we, we we're, we're mad at Roman because of the way he's been booked, but since basically like the six month part of the never ending point of the never ending Roman Reigns push, he's been a really good in ring worker. This you is know, all things considered. This is not Roman's fault. No, Roman's been that Braun match was pretty good. That um. I mean, the only thing that like we can get mad at, and this isn't his fault, was the Royal Rumble entrance. But he's been, he's been getting better. Yeah, he's, he, he's had some good matches over the past. year. I don't think he's ever been a bad worker for what his body type is and what his character is. I think you're exactly right that it's about how his character is written, and I think we can all agree that his character could be written better. Well, I mean, I think that the the, the, under, the Undertaker match is a, is a place for him to shine because, so far as writing goes, this is pretty minimalist. Yeah. Except, Nick, why is this match happening? Do you, can, you, can you explain it to me in two sentences or less? This match is happening because they didn't think AJ and Undertaker would draw, <laughs> even though that would have been the match we all wanted, of just AJ killing himself to bump for a, a, more, a less and less mobile Undertaker. Mm-hmm. And look, they want to they want to put Reigns in a top spot. Sure. If you can't fight for the championship, you're fighting Undertaker. Yeah. And and that's that's the only reason this match is happening. Cuz I thought Undertaker was supposed to be digging soul like digging holes and killing souls. Like he was a SmackDown guy for a minute. Yeah, yeah. he was he was uh he pledged his loyalty to SmackDown. And that disappeared as soon as Roman Reigns threw him over the top rope in the Royal Rumble. And then he just, uh, in the past several weeks, I mean, how when did he show up again? Was it a month ago? Was it even that long? Two weeks ago. Oh, he showed up, God, uh, it must have been the night after Fastlane. And then he uh, he came to the ring and pointed at the WrestleMania sign and, and did a choke slam yeah. or something. And, and now, match. Um, and they're fight. yeah. And we're going to see whose yard WWE is now. Um I don't know. I mean, I think this could be. This has a potential. This is not unlike Goldberg and Lesnar in the sense that, like, there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to nitpick and just sort of smarky, smarkily complain about it. But this could be a really fun match, right? It's. It reminds me, in a way, it's like the dark mirror of Rock versus Hogan at WrestleMania 18. Ooh, go on. <laughs> because, so Hogan and Rock. It was this dream match. Everyone's always been fantasy booking the idea of, well, who would win, Rock or Hogan, or who would win, Hogan or Austin. Like Putting Hogan into the Attitude Era was something people were obsessed with for a long time, and it finally happened, and it was super hot because it's this battle of the generations, and it's 
It's it transcends WrestleMania, that specific WrestleMania, and was more about the history of professional wrestling, and that's what this match is. But instead of people saying, "Oh, I wonder who would win this match," and constantly obsessing over it, it's a dream match that was no one's dream except Vince McMahon's, <laughs> and so we are being <laughs> put into Vince's head where he's like, "This is the biggest match of all time," and and in reality, it's not there for where he wants it to be, and we're going to see a match that's going to have a lot of heat. A lot of fan interest, but it's going to be the wrong kind of fan interest that they're looking for. It's it's just, I mean, it's not unlike Goldberg versus Lesnar in, in I mean, I just said that, but also in one, you got to wonder how much they're going to choreograph this match, mm-hmm. right? Because The Undertaker's obviously at a point where, uh, you know, you can't just call it in the ring with him. He can't do everything like he used to. He can't do a lot of things, basically. And Roman Reigns probably isn't the guy to be... You know, I mean, Roman Reigns isn't AJ Styles for, yeah. for you know for whatever good I want to say about him, and I and I did earlier. Um, I think for good or ill, I think this match will determine how good of a worker Roman Reigns actually is. Yeah, because he has to be Ric Flair in this match. It's true. I mean, like, you know, he's he like I said, he's had a lot of good matches, but like there are a lot of. I mean, look, like he's never running like, the match. He's never calling the spots. He's going to be doing it. Well, I mean, I don't know if he's going to be wrestling heel, but like he's going to be running this match because. Like, the dead man can't right now. True, true, true. Um, yeah, I mean, and I think until I mean, f- until further notice, we're always going to be more interested in the meta booking of Roman Reigns more than anything that actually happens bell to bell with him, right? Right. Um, the only thing, I mean, this is, he, we've gotten to the point where, you know, you don't, re- you can't really turn Roman Reigns more heel than he already is, <laughs> but, I mean... I would. I, th- this would be a very interesting opportunity to see him just like destroy Undertaker with a chair, just leave without taking a pin or something. You know, without pinning. You him could SummerSlam him, like the Brock Lesnar Cena thing. Like, and yeah. if he's just like, stop it! You're already. He's already dead. He's <laughs> already <laughs> dead. <laughs> okay, wait. Let's hold the fantasy booking for one minute. Um, we're gonna get Bruce Pritchard on here to talk about his take on this match. But before we get to that, let's take a quick break. All this month, we're asking you to tell a friend about a podcast they'll love. Right now, stop what you're doing. Think of a friend, your mom, anyone you care about. What podcast would they really love? Got it? Now do it. Tell them about it in real life or on social media. And if they don't know about podcasts, show them how. Tell us what you'd recommend with the hashtag tripod. That's T-R-Y-P-O-D. Thanks for spreading the word. The Undertaker versus Roman Reigns. This is a really interesting match. For a lot of reasons, uh, I mean the the most I mean the most you know surface reading is this is sort of a passing of the torch one way or the other, but you know there's a there's a lot of stuff going on not too deep beneath the surface as far as how the crowd's going to react and how WWE sort of positioning both guys. Uh, what's what, what's your take on the match? Do you do you like the way they're they've they've set these two against each other? It depends on what their plans are for Reigns. I think that. For me, I'm of the opinion that if people care, he gets a great reaction every time he walks out, positively or negatively. He gets a great reaction. People care about him. Now, how he's portrayed, whether you want to view him as a heel or a babyface, that's your choice. And that's the beauty of the business right now is that as long as they're paying money and as long as they're coming to see you and they're – enthusiastic about your performance and hey man great i really don't care if you boo me or cheer me as long as you react to me so if they're looking to to make reigns and see that he can hang with the undertaker 
win, lose, or draw, he wins. And for Undertaker, I think he's done everything that there is to do in the business at least three times and got T-shirts and leather jackets to prove it. (laughs) Um, Same thing with him. He can win, lose, or draw, and they will love him more after that match no matter what he does. What's it like when The Undertaker walks into a building backstage, and and did it ever get old for you? No, it just depends on if he's pissed off at you or not. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, did he have reason to be pissed off at you on more than one occasion? Well, no, I had one instance where he was not real happy with me, and... uh, yeah, it's kind of like the, this this cold, icy cold uh, breeze just takes over the area and you kind of start shivering a little bit, but <laughs> but it's all good. Um, all right, well, fantasy booked this one for us. You said depending on what they're going to do with Roman Reigns and they've and Undertaker's done this a million times before. Who do you think's going to win, and 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 who do you think should win? Wow, um, if. If Taker had not already had the streak interrupted, I would give the nod to Roman Reigns. However, I just out of nothing more than personal opinion, feelings, I would put Taker over. Why is that? Just because of, you know, your Because he's a dead man. Yeah. Yeah, because he's a dead man. He deserves it. Right. I never would have broken his streak. If if I had a vote, I wouldn't have. I would have never broken his streak. You didn't feel like, well, this is a rub that we can give to somebody. It's just like you wanted to protect that character, basically. I wanted that care. I wanted a character to be forever ingrained, is undefeated, and if there was anyone that deserved that, in my opinion, that was the Undertaker. I mean, it's crazy because what you, you mean you always hear about uh, Undertaker is that he's you know such a disciple of of pro wrestling and uh, I mean old school was a term that's been attached to him in the ring you know and on TV that that you know if anybody anybody is going to abide by or insist on the old you know always go out on your back mantra it's him um, but somehow he earned this place where I think a lot of wrestling fans would agree they would have just as soon him gone undefeated for his you know WrestleMania run. Yeah, I mean I think the the reaction in WrestleMania 30 will will attest to that that it would just did it, it didn't seem to satisfy people and not in the sort of like heel heat sort of way but in the like this is not right and that's a question I wanted to ask you Bruce is there is a there's a, a general attitude in professional wrestling fandom that they know better. We know better, I guess, because we're you know we're fans. Uh, we know better. We think we should write this. We think we know Roman Reigns should be a heel and he should be a monster heel and he should never cut promo promos or whatever. The Undertaker shouldn't lose. Why do you think that has developed? Developed because it, it, when you started in the business, kayfabe was very very serious. Um, heels and 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 baby faces were very particularly separated and and. Just the whole the whole way the stories were told in the ring were were such that people were not saying, "Well, I could do better." Or why didn't they do that? What, what changed? Was it the Attitude Era? Was it the NWO? Was it anything in particular? And do you think we're better off this way, where people are booing Roman Reigns even though he's positioned to be a hero? I think the times change. I think you have to adapt with the times. But going back to people thinking that they know better. There was a Super Bowl a few years ago. 
I believe it was Seattle where they were on the goal line with maybe Seattle and New England. Yeah. And, and they, they were on the goal line and they threw a pass and I think it got intercepted or whatever. And everybody and their brother was like, I would have never called that play. Had they completed that pass and scored the touchdown, everybody in the world would, would be talking about, wow, what, what balls they had to run that play. And he's a genius for doing that. So it, it's, it's easy to be a Monday morning quarterback. What's difficult is to make that call in the heat of the moment and to stand by your decision. So as, as writers and producers and promoters and marketers, it is, it's real easy to sit back after something fails and, and say, ah, God, well, you should have done this or you should have done that. But it's a lot harder to sit in front of it and be able to look in the crystal ball and, and tell the future and be able to say, okay, this is exactly what's going to happen. If we could do that, then we'd all be billionaires, and I wouldn't be talking to you right now. But no, uh, <laughs> that's would, fair. You know, if I was a billionaire, hey, I wouldn't be talking to you either. Exactly. <laughs> See, I'd be so on my boat. We would damn right, and I'd be on the beach because I just am sick of boats. But um, that's you know where it comes in, and, and I think if if anything. As I've said over the years, one of my biggest frustrations was not so much, you know, things failing, but things never having the ability to reach that point of failure. A lot of times we would pull the plug on things hmm. long before we were going to see whether it was going to succeed or fail. And if I had anything, that was my, you know, my pet peeve of, uh, this is the shits. Well, okay, it might be the shits right now, but if we let it play out for another three, six weeks with all the other stuff that we have planned and it still sucks then, then let's pull the plug. But until we get there, we don't know. I think that's that's the, sh the shittiest, most unique, bizarre part of professional wrestling uh, is that it's a story told week to week, or month to month live in front of an audience and things go wrong things aren't aren't executed properly i was just watching um halloween havoc 1990 and they the black scorpion comes out and disappears a stagehand mm. uh, and it looked terrible but uh you know, nobody, no one who does Grey's Anatomy has to deal with that shit. No, no one who's producing Westworld. I mean, they they stopped production on Westworld for a year so they could figure out how to yeah. write it. But you guys are doing it twice a week, uh, every week, the entire year. And I think a lot of us who are not in the trenches or who have never been in the trenches and are just running our mouths talking about it forget how difficult it actually is. And also, they don't have the benefit of being able to see merchandise numbers and be able to see the the real numbers of what people are buying and what they aren't buying. So what happens a lot of times is that the very vocal few, the loudest segment of the audience is the one that gets heard, that squeaky wheel. Yeah. And they're not always necessarily correct. 
Well, we also but the loudest. Yeah, but we also can't help as fans, I think, getting emotionally invested in the people that we like. And that's the weirdest part about then doing any sort of analysis mm-hmm. of the product is your analysis is always colored by the fact that your favorite wrestler is Sami Zayn or your favorite wrestler is uh, The Rock or John Cena or The Miz or whoever it is. You know, there's that it's difficult. Like if you're a sports writer, you know, which I am, I can't always just be upset the Lakers didn't win the NBA championship every season. <laughs> so sure. that's that's the weirdest part about the whole thing. But that's also the right of the fan. Yeah. Because, again, they're also the ones that are paying our salary. They're the ones that we have to please. And in in wrestling, they're the ones that you have to piss off the right way mm-hmm. to please them. It's... And not please them, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah. But, I don't I don't mind anybody that is a fan that expresses their opinion as long as they understand that okay that's your opinion you've got yours I've got mine and we can agree to disagree at any point so it, it's I I don't I I would listen to guys a lot of times go what the hell do they know I mean they don't know anything about it they don't but they also know what they like and what they don't like right all right, circling back around to uh, to the match that was vaguely at hand, Undertaker Roman Reigns. If you had to look into the mind of Vincent uh, Kennedy McMahon, who do you think is going to win this match? Of Taker and Roman Reigns? Yeah. Roman Reigns. All right, thanks again to Bruce Pritchard. So, yeah, I mean, listen, uh, the writing's on the wall. This is an opportunity for Roman Reigns to finally get put over. Um, but... I'm going to leave it to you two to make the case. Here it is. The fantasy booking, make the case. Round two. Schilling, you go first. Who do you got? All right. I'm taking The Undertaker here, The Undertaker side of things, because I love a challenge. So here's how it goes. Um, Roman Reigns and Undertaker uh, work a really ground-based match. There's a lot of Kimura locks and... and, uh, reverse arm bars and sleeper holds and things. It's Hell's a, Gate. Hell's Gate comes out, uh, and Roman Reigns just keeps powering out of all of Undertaker's rest holds because um, he's so strong. There's going to be one high spot, probably. Uh, you know, He can do a spear off of the apron or something. Something where Undertaker's protected and he's taking a bump on the floor where, where all the padding is. Uh, and Undertaker looks defeated. He looks beaten. Kicks out of the spear and the and the Superman punch, uh, and then he comes back up. He does his his great you know sit up thing, turns him into a, a tombstone. Maybe Reigns uh, reverses it out of the tombstone. They trade some punches. Undertaker finally gets him up tombstones and puts him down. One two three, it's over. Maybe there's a handshake at the end. Maybe there's a respect handshake where mm. it's like, actually, it will always be your yard. Yeah. This will always be your yard, Undertaker. I'm sorry. And or, that puts him over as a baby face. Or this yard's big enough for both of us. You yeah. Know? And it's, then they do a tag team run for a couple months. Oh, that's... Okay. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, you're just, you're just like, playing to the crowd now. Yeah, I mean, I'm, trying just... to, I'm trying to get Roman Reigns over as a baby face, right. and him winning will not do that. All right, Nick. All why right. don't you make the case for uh, for Roman Reigns? All right, I'm going a little different. Roman Reigns comes out. He's battled big, the big dogs, battle for the yard. And then you hear a dong, but you don't see druids. Cause then you keep hearing, then you start hearing rolling, rolling, rolling. You hear Limp Biscuit come out. You hear the motorcycle come out. Biker Taker comes out. 
because like we're talking about gang style fighting. He has the trench coat, he has a blue dress shirt, and he has the bandana. We get biker taker. Can we get Limp Biscuit to perform Roland live? Yes, because I went to Roll WrestleMania 17. I heard that song 50 times in one night, the full thing. Yeah, we're doing Limp Biscuit comes out, the guy with the weird eyes is out. We're doing the full 2000 like we're getting we're getting reigns over by beating the shit out of biker taker because no one likes the biker undertaker yeah and that's the only way <laughs> to get reigns over i love this idea and his name's west borland oh yeah <laughs> just fyi and there's also dj lethal he's in the group um but yeah i i honestly think also then after that you hear broad broad's coming out cue the music i think broad, i think this is a three-way match I think this is a because just watching Undertaker even choke slam someone, he looks tired. I feel bad. I love the ta- I love Undertaker. I, I think the only way to really do this match and to keep Reigns like a babyface is to Undertaker shows up, just bronze there. I think the match ends with Braun uh, Reigns spearing Braun into Undertaker about to do the old school rope trick and then he pins Undertaker I think this is going to be an insane match I if Braun doesn't show up I still think it's just going to be a brawl with Reigns probably just like spearing Undertaker to death we've got we, we're we recording this just a little peek behind the curtain we're recording this before the go, the go home raw probably not much will change but if but but Barring anything crazy happening with this feud and with Braun Strowman in particular on Monday night, I think it's a safe bet that he'll be involved somehow, at least to just come to the ring and trip somebody or whatever. This is a good opportunity for chicanery because of what you said, Nick. Undertaker can't work a full match. Um, Don't you want Biker Taker? Yeah, I'm kind of into this idea. <laughs> yeah, I really thought you were going to do the music hits and then Braun Strowman comes out as Biker Taker. <laughs> this is, Braun Strowman needs a costume at WrestleMania. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm gonna grudgingly go with Nick on this one. I think that the I think that the easiest path to fantasy booking uh, factitude is um, is Roman Reigns going over. Um, and if no one's taking a look at Fred Durst's Twitter feed lately, it's amazingly inspirational. So uh, <laughs> we'll be back here tomorrow, humanoids. But I'm just gonna leave you with this thought: Consider this. Stop fueling the fiends who thrive from your negativity, and begin fueling those who need your positivity to thrive. That's from Fred Durst, just to be clear. Keep rolling.